Greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the one true God. We are studying a series of lessons on Christian marriage and family. Since each new lesson builds on the content of the previous ones, I encourage you not to miss one. May the Lord give us grace to understand and apply His Word. In our last lesson, we discovered that communication is a skill we need to learn. Here are a few more things that are important for us to learn and practice so our communication with our spouse, children and others will be more successful. Remember, God is our example how to communicate effectively. More things we need to learn to communicate well. Number one, express yourself clearly. Think before you talk. The subject has to be first clear in your own mind before you can communicate it to others. If you are confused about an issue, the person who listens to you will be even more confused. Choose your words carefully. Once they leave your lips, you can't retrieve them. It only takes a few careless words to hurt someone deeply or to start gossip you can't stop. Give enough information to avoid misunderstanding. Use word pictures to help get your point across. Jesus did this all the time, for example. I am the door, I am the good shepherd. The kingdom of God is like a hidden treasure. Number two, share from your heart. Much of our daily conversations with people are merely chit-chat and superficial talk. This is regrettable because as followers of Christ, we are called to be a witness and to make a difference in this world. Especially when it comes to the closest relationship we have on earth, our marriage. We should have substance and depth in what we say to each other. This, however, is only possible when we learn to share from our hearts. For many people, this is a scary thing because it requires mutual Honesty, respect, and trust. Honesty. I don't hide my true feelings, fears, or worries, and I permit my spouse to see them as they are. I am not deceptive in my answers to his penetrating questions, and I don't pretend all is well when it's not. Respect. I know my spouse treats me with respect and kindness. He takes me serious when I share something. Trust. I know I am accepted and loved, no matter what I share with him. I am also certain that he will keep it confidential. Number three, learn to listen. This may well be the part in our communication where we lack 
the most discipline. We are often so preoccupied with our own work or thoughts that we don't make time to really listen to others. That's why we jump to conclusions before they have finished talking, and we have an answer ready before we even process what they have said. We assume we know the other person. This is especially true when it comes to our marriage and family life. We assume we know our spouse or children so well that we don't need to spend time listening to them. Jesus said, But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Matthew 15, 18. The heart of a person is far more complex than we imagine. To learn what goes on in the heart of an individual, we need to listen carefully to the words they speak and also consider their silence. Much hurt and loneliness in a marriage comes from not really listening to each other. Yes, we may hear the words. Our spouse speaks with his mouth, but not what his heart is saying. Listening is a skill that involves not only our ears, but the rest of our being as well. Do we welcome the other person? The very first thing we need to realize is that our outward actions will either make a person welcome in our presence or turn him away. For example, a wife asked her husband if she could share something with him that's on her heart. He says, go ahead. She begins to speak, and before she can finish two sentences, he picks up the newspaper to look over the daily news. A few minutes later, he switches the TV on as well. She stops sharing and asks her husband if he is still listening. He says, yes, I hear you, go on. At the same time, he dials the phone to call a friend. When the friend answers, he talks for 10 minutes while his wife waits silently. As soon as he hangs up the phone, he sees his neighbor across the street and tells his wife, wait a minute, I will be right back. An hour later, he returns from his neighbor's house and asks his wife, what was it that you were going to tell me? She answers, oh, nothing much. He's satisfied with her answer and picks up the newspaper to read the rest of the news. Though this husband thought he was listening to his wife, his actions clearly told her, you are disturbing me. Don't you see I'm busy with other things? What you say is not as important as the things in the paper, on TV or visiting my neighbor. Hurry up. State your purpose and then leave me alone. Make it short. The time I got available for you is between me dialing the phone and my friend answering. You are last in line. 
I can afford to let you wait, but not my work or other people. Only if everything else is finished and there happens to be time left over, I'm willing to listen to you. If this husband doesn't change his listening approach, his wife will get disappointed, hurt, and pushed away each time she tries to share her heart. To spare herself from such discouragement, she will soon withdraw inwardly. Giving your full attention is the key to listening. God gives his full attention to us when we come to him with our joys, needs, and problems. Psalm 116, 1 and 2 says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. Incline his ear means he is carefully listening to every word I say. God has the whole universe to run, yet he takes time out to totally focus on his child that wants to talk to his Heavenly Father. If we want to become successful listeners, we must learn from God's example. These are the steps we should take when we listen to our spouse or anyone else. Reserve time. If it's not possible for you to listen to the person right away, tell him, I really want to listen to what you want to share, but I can't interrupt my work right now. Please come back in 30 minutes and I will have time for you. Stop what you are doing. That means you arrest your work, put the newspaper down, switch the TV off, leave the phone alone, and don't walk off throughout the duration of your conversation. That tells the person, I have time for you, and what you have to say is important to me. Turn toward the person, look into his face, and make eye contact. This action communicates, I acknowledge your presence, I give you my full attention, and I am ready to listen. Give a friendly invitation that will encourage the other one to start sharing. A few kind words, a smile, or a hug if it is your spouse or a child will make it easier for them to begin. Focus your attention on the person and what he says. If your eyes start wandering around the room or you look out the window to watch what's happening across the street, the message you convey is this. My attention is divided. I only hear half of what you say. Listen carefully. There may be more to the story the person shares with you or wants you to know. Only if you listen carefully to his words, you can pick up the clues and ask the right questions. 
ask God to help you detect the real issue. Much of people's struggles have underlying spiritual issues such as fear, unbelief, pride, unforgiveness, or not knowing how to apply God's word to their problem. Hear the person out. We may get impatient with someone's lengthy presentation and jump to conclusions before he has the chance to tell us all the facts. If that happens, we may easily misjudge the matter as well as the person's motives. To avoid mistakes and save time, we may have to help the person by asking the right questions to organize his thoughts and not get lost in minor details. Ask God for wisdom before you respond. He alone knows a person's heart and without his help, we cannot judge a situation or give the right advice. How can we apply what we learned? Write the steps on how we should listen to someone in a notebook and read them often. Practice them. Discuss the difference these steps made in your relationship with your family and others in your women fellowship meeting or Bible study group. Your husband or wife, children and others will come to know how much you love and value them by the way you listen to them. May the Lord bless us and give us grace as we seek to live for Him.